0: With training camp right around the corner, I want to talk about the battles in the position groups. Who, What are the biggest battles going on? Who's going to be win the battle? Who's going to be the biggest competition? And who's the dark horse? All that up next. Welcome to Minnesota Sports Talk. I'm your host, Dave. You can follow me on Twitter, TikTok, and Facebook at Skull World. You can also click like, subscribe, and comment below. That way you enter my contest. I'll be giving out up to $100 in merchandise on game day against the Packers. Now let's get started talking about the biggest position battles in this year's camp. Skull Brothers and Sisters, I'm going to admit something here. I have no idea who's going to win the defensive line positions, backup linebackers. Uh, I think the linebackers are set, right? So I'm not going to even worry about position battles there. I think they're set. I think we got in a base three, four, we got our four starters, no question. Uh, The big question, and I think nose tackle, uh, Thomason's no no no-brainer, but I do not know. You know, it's just going to be a rotation at defensive end. I don't think there's a clear winner there. I don't. I think it'll depend on the down. I think it's just a big rotation of a bunch of guys, and it's a deep group, but it's not splashy. But I got I got some winners out of there, and I I've discussed them in um, previous videos, so go look for those. But I I picked out uh, four positions that I think have the biggest competition. And one's a surprise. I I think this will surprise you. I'm going to leave that for last. Now, offensive right guard. Now, I've done my 53 and I've often talked about who's going to be the starter just because he's a better player. Now, the three guys in question, I think that are going to be up for offensive right guard. I'm not putting Wyatt Davis in there. I'm Honestly, I think he's uh, at depth at this point. I don't think he's uh, shown anything yet. And, uh, and uh, there's one player I think is instantly better. And we put more draft capital to that, you know, why Davis is not our right guard. He is going to be depth. Who knows? Maybe he'll turn his career around. Uh, We just haven't seen him yet. We'll see him in preseason. So that's where we'll, you know, develop that. But right now I am just predicting what's going to happen. Offensive right guard. The guy that's going to win that job is Chris Reed. ESPN for some reason doesn't have him. Starting there, other places do. Uh, Jesse Davis being the odd man out there, he's the main competition. Uh, honestly, he's not that good. Chris Reed is. He's a he's a solid starter in this league, and uh, I like him. The dark horse, the guy with the most talent, the guy with the most just meanness that can just toss people around. And if he if he hits the ground running in camp. He could easily be starting at right guard for us. If this is a true a meritocracy, which I talked about in my last video, Ed Ingram is our future starter at right guard. No matter what you think about his past, is football, just talking about football, Ed Ingram's our right guard uh, for the future. Now, so that that's who I, just to recap, Chris Reed is the winner. J- Jesse Davis um, is our guard. He's going to make the team. Uh, Ed Ingram has got to make the team. He's a second round pick. Uh, We're just not going to put him on the practice squad. He's making the team. And I think he's a dark horse to start a right guard. And that would open up the opportunity for uh, Chris Reed maybe to move to center. You know, if uh, Bradbury falls through, I did not put center as a competition. I think Bradbury's the winner there, Um, not by sheer talent, but the fact that he's the only starting center in this league. (laughs) On the team, that it's been a starting center in this league. So next position, I'm I'm considering a fourth receiver. You know, obviously you got Justin Jefferson, you got Adam Thielen, and KJ Osborne um, are front runners for the starting. When we go three wide, the starting three wide receivers. But what happens if one of those guys down? Who's the next? Or if someone gets tired? Who's going to come into the game, or maybe fill in that slot or whatever? That uh, fourth receiver, the winner, if healthy, and I think he will be, is Smith Mar Amar Smith-Marset. The competition is B.C. Johnson, the dark horse for me, who makes this team six-round draft pick, I said was the biggest value pick in the draft, Jalen Naylor. I think he has equal talent, if not better, than Marsh Smith-Marset. I think he's, he's got the, and I've talked about this, the Diggs effect, where Diggs got hurt in his uh, college career. He dropped him down to a fifth-round pick. Obviously, he's one of the elite receivers in this league. I don't think he's as good as Diggs, but he is good. And he's going to be a, a a third receiver in this league. He could be even a, a number two. Jalen Naylor, uh, I think has he, he could easily be the fourth receiver on this team. It's a deep receiving core i like this receiving core Jalen Taylor, if he is your sixth receiver that you're you're looking pretty good but if he's number four uh even better that shows you you got a needle in a haystack a diamond in the rough i like that pick a lot now moving on nickel corner we got we got our starting corners we know who they are nickel corner i think we, we, we thought, well, hey, let's um, pick up Shannon Sullivan. He's a pretty average corner. We had a really bad corner last year playing nickel. Mackenzie Alexander ranked, I think, PS, or pro football focus, ranked him last in the league. Now, Sh- Shannon Sullivan was hired to come in and play that role, but will he? Um, I think the winner, the best talent, um, if it's a meritocracy, Andrew Booth Jr. Is a, is a starting cornerback in this league. He could start for most te- or a lot of teams in this league. He could start for us. Patrick Peterson's blocking his way, but he has a talent and ability to play any cornerback position. Andrew Booth Jr. is going to be our nickel corner most of the time. That is my belief. Now, he could he could and my fear there breaking that up is that he's our backup outside corner spelling peterson um and i don't know if they want to move him to nickel back um and just confuse him as far as playing multiple positions on a defense as a rookie he's really got to stand out know his playbook and play that position um both of them very well but, hey, I love him there. Let's put him there. The guy can tackle, too. Now, who's the dark horse? I think Cameron Bynum's the dark horse. I think we're going to get three safeties on this field every once in a while. And Cameron Bynum might actually be our starting nickel, and we might have someone backing him up. And then if Lewis Seen or Harrison Smith ever leave the game, that he would move to safety. I think Cameron Bynum could easily play nickel for us, and I think he will. Especially, you know, if we go if we go big um, with the safeties and we want to, you know, Cameron and still want a, you know, de- you know, good a good safety corner uh, in the slot. Um, I think that that's where it's going to be. Now, Cameron Bynum can play defense. Uh, when he started last year, uh, when um, Woods was down. He he shined he shined he had an acrobatic interception. So recapping and then Andrew Boo Jr. Meritocracy. Let's start him if he's the best player. He talent wise he is. Uh, he's just he's just a rookie. Shannon Sullivan. We we hired him. He was the front runner, but hey Andrew Boo Jr. Beats him out. And then dark horse Cameron Bynum because I think Scene's a starter and we and we need a Cameron Bynum on the field and why not um have him. Spelling safety, spelling um, the the inside corner position. Now, this is the one that surprised, that's going to surprise you, is second running back, backup running back, who's going to be our running back? The obvious choice, and probably the winner, is Alexander Madison. But Kene Nwangu is a very talented, fast running back. My I have him being the odd man out, the competition for Alexander Madison, but in the long run, my dark horse could be this year the backup running back, Ty Chandler, because he can do it all. He's a prolific receiving back. He, he's he got great vision. I think he's got better vision than Kenny Nawangu does. Kenny nawangu has got him on speed, even though Tyler Chandler's not, not slow. But Ty Chandler's got the uh, being able to catch over Nwangu and just m- more tape of him. Kenny Nwangu is a backup running back at Iowa State. Now Alexander Madison c- can do it all, he's, but he's not a breakaway back. He's a he's a bigger back. He's got plenty of talent, um, vision. He is so fast. I like him. There is a scenario here if Ty Chandler... Balls out of Kenny Nwangu Balls out that um, Alexander Madison because of the money side of this business, and we want to get a you know might want to trade him to get a pick in next year's draft, especially since we've already lost one because uh, we had a trade in the in the uh, during the draft this past year. That, um, in you know he's in the end of his contract and he only had three point nine yards per carry last year. I don't blame it necessarily on him. I blame it on our offense. Of coordinator and you know just mandating the run and we were just very you know they just knew what we were doing we were, were predictable now that's that's what we were talking about offensive right guard fourth uh receiver nickel corner and second running back i could talk about you know who's gonna return punts i have no idea i know one's standing out um KJ Osborne, Jalen Naylor, uh, there's some guys that could that could come in and return punts. I don't know, but Kenny Nwangu obviously is going to return kicks. But uh, hey, that's it for today. This is Minnesota Sports Talk. Thank you for listening. Skullvike. See you next time.